Ladies and gentlemen, happy Monday. Happy Monday. This is Breaking Tables. Let's have some fun tonight. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. It's the mafia, I'm with the Buffalo Bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. Who you repping? What's your team? Who you repping? What's your team? You know I'm repping for my team. I got that talent on my team. Like a high Jordan boy, can you catch it? We got talent. Hey, hey, we got to change that because Beasley's no longer part of the team. <laughs> Dab and Neil, what's going on, brother? How you doing? What's man? going on, man? Happy Thursday to you. Is it? No, it's not. It's Monday. <laughs> I was like, I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like, wait a minute. I did that oh, same shit. thing last time. It is Monday. See, Neil? Get, yeah, you got to get your shit together. I got to uh, get my shit together, apparently. Mafia, thanks for tuning in tonight. Tonight is going to be, for the lack of a better word, epic. This is Breaking Tables. Uh, brought to you by the Built in Buffalo Network. Sponsored by Straight Out of Buffalo. Uh, go ahead and check them out. Straightoutbuffalo.net. Open up in Tampa. Great stuff. Uh, we've got a fun night for you guys today. Um, we are going to time travel. We're going to run this time. We're not time traveling to the future. Like we typically do this time. We're going to time <laughs> travel to the back, back in the nineties. Uh, we started at 91. Let's go ahead and just get our special guests on right now. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, may we present to you, Mark mad dog Maddox. Former Buffalo Bills, what's going on? <laughs> what's up, not man? much, fellas. Not much. Not much. Just Welcome living life show. and trying to get healthy, man. That's about it. I hear you, brother. I hear you. Happy. It's 2022 already. Uh, the past two years has been very hectic. And uh, here we are, guys. Here we are, joined together, having a nice few cocktails on the breaking tables uh show uh mark thanks again for joining in on us uh when you give us uh, there's a lot of youngsters out there who would probably you know unless your name was jim kelly andre reed thurman thomas bruce smith um not a lot of people I mean, actually well you are a legend uh I, I i loved you as a linebacker growing up but okay. a lot of these young kids why don't you tell us a little bit about your background where you went to school and uh all that draft stuff getting onto the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> um, for me, it's always been quite a story. Um, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, went to inner city school. So we get no recognition whatsoever and ended up um, having a teacher who actually went to a small school called Northern Michigan University. I was scouted by some of the Big Ten schools, um, Lou Holtz over at minnesota but then he left minnesota that year and went to notre dame and so you can't recruit kids that you recruited from one school to another school so everything was just out in the, out in the air nothing wisconsin university of wisconsin said oh you're too small you're too slow you can walk on i'm like okay so i gotta walk on um go to try to get an education work to pay for school because you know yeah we're poor it's not gonna happen and um so that teacher ended up calling up to the school and talking to him and saying, we got a guy, you need to look at him. 
And so they came down and they offered me a full scholarship to a division two school. I'm like, Hey, free education. And I get to play football bonus bonus. So I'm going there. So I ended up at Northern Michigan university up in the upper peninsula of Michigan, very cold. And being from Milwaukee, I thought I already knew cold and snow, but I had no clue what cold and snow was until I got up there. So crazy because my recruitment trip, they flew the guys they really wanted in on a Friday. And so me and this big offensive lineman from Port Washington flew up in this little prop airplane. And when we landed Friday afternoon, it was snowing. When we went to bed Friday (laughs) night, it was snowing. When we woke up Saturday morning, it was still snowing. It snowed all day Saturday. When we woke up Sunday morning, it was still snowing. I called my mom and told her I was stuck up there. And one of the coaches heard me say we were going to be stuck. He goes, oh, no, you get home. I'm like, I have no clue how they do it, but their snow removal system, impeccable. They get You can get two feet of snow, and you're going to school the next day. There's no snow days unless it's a blizzard overnight and it's like three feet. But I ended up um, ended up at that small school, and it worked out for me because, like I said, I got a free education and I got to play football, something that I love. And um, from there, in 91, when the draft came, um, or even before the draft, you know, being a small school, you don't get a lot of recognition. You don't get a lot of people to look at you um, because we were so close to Green Bay and affiliated, you know, coaches had some affiliations with some coaches from Green Bay. One scout did come up and look at me and ended up um, Buck Nystrom, he just passed away recently, um, well-known coach and player from back in the 50s. And he ended up calling Dave Smith at the Bills and said, hey, I got a kid you need to look at. And so it's kind of that same story. Um one of the coaches came up to look at me um, from Buffalo or a guy from the player personnel came up. Then the next week, John Butler, our GM was up there. And I was just like, I was like, Oh my God. And he's like, do you want to come to Buffalo? I'm like, "Uh, yeah. He goes, no. Do you want to come to Buffalo? I'm like, yes, sir. And he was like, Buffalo, New York, Buffalo, New York. (laughs) (laughs) And So I was like, I, I just, you know, I was just thankful for the opportunity they brought me out there, gave me my physical and everything like that. And then I think the draft was like two weeks later. And, you know, I'm a small school kid. And I'm like, oh, it would be nice to get called out on the first or second day. And, you know, but not going to a combine, not having numbers that, you know, these other guys have. no, Not the recognition or anything like that. It ended up, um, my friend, I was taking a physics test. And a friend um, was calling me. Um, trying to find me and I'm just like you know this is on Monday you know the last day of the draft this is on Monday and I'm leaving a physics test I go over to my friend's house and my friend goes what are you doing you have to get home that you're um I forgot well um Dawn's been trying to call you and that was my roommate and uh, I'm like what and they're like you need to hurry up and get home someone called you from Buffalo (laughs) and I'm like so I jetted off and ran home and found out John Butler called and, you know, told me they picked me up in the ninth round and, you know, excited to see what happens from there. So, but like I said, it's just one of those stories. It's always someone looking, there was always someone looking out for me. 
What was your reaction to that? I, that's got to be oh. crazy. Like you're not even thinking about like there's no there's 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 a small small chance. I I, I have a better chance of winning a lottery. Um, with the numbers of the amount of the athletes that go into the NFL. And here you are getting drafted. Uh, and, and what was your first reaction when you're like, stop it. Stop. You're messing with me now. Yeah, My, my reaction was, I just took a physics test. What are you talking about? <laughs> does, you know, like you're not serious. But then when, um, when I talked to him and stuff like that, I was just like, oh my God, here's my opportunity. Here's my chance. You know, you have an opportunity, you have a chance do the best, make the most of it, you know? And like I said, I had positive people around me, you know, who always supported me and stuff like that. So it was just, you know, to me, it was like a dream come true because I always wanted to play in the NFL, always wanted to play in the NFL. Um, as a kid, I knew I want, but I wanted to be a running back. I never wanted to be a linebacker. I wanted to run people over. And that you was still it. did. You still I, did. I know I did, but in a different way. <laughs> I wanted to score touchdowns. I wanted that, you know, I wanted to be that person that when the game was on the line that came to me and I had to do it, you know. And um, but in, in, even in high school, my coach said, and this is how I didn't play linebacker or um, play a running back in high school. My coach goes, I don't need brains in the backfield. I need brains on the line of scrimmage. So he made me a tight end and a linebacker. I was just like, thanks, coach. But it, but it, but it, but it worked with out. little faith. <laughs> but it worked out. He was a good man. He was a smart man. Mike Runkle goes, wow, what an awesome story. And that's before cell phones and social media, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well before that. <laughs> I, You know, times are different. Times are uh, definitely true. a lot different. Uh, I mean, you could look five years that um, well, I mean, what internet was invented? What ninety three or something? I don't know. Something like that. We had we had AOL, <laughs> and it you hear phone ringing for like twenty minutes, and <laughs> finally you get a dial up connection, making that takes you ten minutes to download a picture, and you're all excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's a, how much of the draft has changed from then till now? Oh yeah, the, the it, it's com- prime time now. Every draft is on TV. I mean, before they had yeah, it's it's though. it's all a production. It's all a production yeah. now, and you know, and there's so much more um, attention, you know, from social media, from the internet, you know, and media. There's it's it's night and day compared to back then, you know, and yeah. that's for me back then. That's just the '90s. You know, think about the guys in the seventies and, and right. Like, right. like holy crap, just the way the game has evolved and changed just over the years. You and to, back that day you had to find uh find out if you got drafted via mail. Right? Yeah, exactly. You, you know, if yeah, exactly. Can you imagine they couldn't contact you? It's like uh, you know, send out a, a, a courier to find the person. That's too much. Sorry, guys. Um, oh, no. So here you are in Buffalo, and it's got to be crazy because you, you know that there's a lot of rumors going around in 91, right? You were drafted in 91. That's like kind of the first year. Sorry, my bartender's bar, bar here. Uh, 91, where it was uh, the first the kind of. Uh, uh, yeah, the first role of the Super Bowl years, right? And yeah. you heard rumors that the Buffalo Bills are just amazing team, and uh, you're like, you you got you're gonna be making that roster. What was going through your mind in terms of that? Oh my God! Listen, when 
first they bring you in for the mini camp, okay? When they bring you in for the mini camp, that's the weekend, they hand out the rings, okay? And this is after they lost to the Giants. So they're handing out the rings, and you're just sitting there like going, dang, I hope I get one. I hope I get one. Even though you weren't there, you just hope you get one, you know, because you're there now. <laughs> but, of course, it didn't work that way. And, <laughs> you know, and you're just in that room, and in that room – you have think about it you know I, I look at it defensively and i look at cornelius bennett shane conlon carlton bailey hal gardner matt monger you know daryl talley and 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 carlton bailey and they got these guys and it's like how are you going to crack into that that spot you know how are you going to acquire one of the you know because we ran a three, four, eight linebackers out of, you know, 12 or 13 that they bring into camp. How are you going to crack into that top eight? You know, what's going to make you number two behind this person? And you can tell Lori Todd that I said hello to, and I love her, Bob. She's a great person. And um, read the comments. I can see. Uh, she, she went to school with my dad. She has oh, Lori, Lori is an awesome. She's an awesome lady. But yeah, but it's back to, you know, how do you, you know, how do you break into that? And for me, it was like, the only thing I knew how to do was me. And that's go 100%, always work hard, you know, and give it my all. That's all I can do. And, and, and let, let, let it fall where it falls from there. And what is the stereotypical chip on your shoulder? I, if I've, all I've been hearing so far is you've had to, earn your spot yeah that's even going to college go go getting that d2 you know what i mean so you've always had that kind of chip on your sh shoulder proverbial chip on your shoulder can we explain what this chip on your shoulder really means to simultans well, like us well i mean for me i guess i didn't really look at it as a chip on my shoulder i just looked at it as you know for me it's like i know who i am i know what i can do and all I have to do is go out there and show people what I can do. And they either accept it or they don't accept it. And, you know, smaller school, okay, don't really matter. I know I can compete with anyone that I step on the field with, you know. And that's just from just being confident, not cocky, but just confident in my own abilities and my own work ethic because I will outwork you, you know. I will outwork you. I will outthink you. You know, and that's what's going to keep me ahead. And that's what I tell, and I'll tell anyone, when I, even when I coach, I said, listen, I'd rather have a smart kid than an athlete because that smart kid, I can make, make the right choices, make them see the right choices, the right things to do, and they're going to be in the right spot to make plays. They may not have all the athletic ability, but their brain will get them so much further. You know, so I always see myself as a intelligent intellectual player as far as the game goes and that's what helped me i had the physical skills and tools and you know that carry that, that of course that carries over but it just made me better because i use more of my brain than my physicality and obviously it showed obviously it yeah. showed i think it, after year after your after year one was over with you didn't you start in 92 no, I started in 93. What happened? Oh, sorry. In, sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. In 91, what happened? 
and I do get I get kind of cocky sometimes. And I'll tell you that story in a second. Um, in '91, um, when when I went to camp, we would you know we had practice, and I only knew one speed at practice. You know, I didn't know NFL tempo or anything like that, and I was I was all over the field because besides Cornelius Bennett, I didn't the that was the first guy I seen that was faster than me, you know, and that's a big dude. And bad man. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and so that was the first guy that I seen that was faster than me and at linebacker, you know, and I was just like, Holy cow. So I, you know, but in practice, I I'm all over the place and you get, um, we're in London and we're in London. They ran a swing pass out to Thurman and I was covering them. Soon as he caught that ball, I whapped him. Wow. He pops up, throws a football at me, curses me out and everything. And then Marv comes over and talks to me. Well, you know, we don't do this. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, coach. I said, I just, I'm sorry. You know, it's just what I've been taught, you know, and how I practice. And he was like, I understand. He goes, we can't make the team like that. But, you know, you just keep working hard and doing what you're doing and stuff like that. And so I was like, okay. And, um, that was the first, that was our, fir- our first game was in London. And, um, I ended up, um, Steve Tasker tells me the story. He goes, he goes, do you know when you made the team? And I'm like, no, he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, I'm going to tell you when you made the team. He goes, we would sit around at practice and laugh and watch you because of how you were all over the field. They're like, he's like a little ping pong. One minute he's here, then he's over there. Bing, bing, look, watch. Here he is. There he is. There he goes. And so he's telling me the story. And he goes, but when we went to London, he goes, you were on a blitz. And you were on a blitz. They ran like a screen or a screen or a quick slant. And you came off the blitz and chased the receiver down. And he goes, from that point on, we were on the sideline. He goes, he just made this team. Because of wow. that play, because wow. of your hustle, you know. And so I was like, I kind of found it funny and, and laughed after he was telling me this. And um, but then I ended up getting hurt. I tore cartilage in my knee the second or the third game. I think it was the third game. Um, I tore cartilage um, against the Giants. And yeah. and so, yeah. And so but, you know, being young and dumb, I don't know how this all works, you know, and no one said anything to me about injury reserve. Coaches really weren't talking to me, so I'm really scared now. I'm thinking I'm going to get cut. And um, on the day of um, the roster, when they did the 53 countdown, you know, I'm still at the facility, and I hadn't been cut. I hadn't been talked to about injured reserve or anything, right? And I'm just like, oh, my God. So I go over to the facility, and the way our lockers were back then, we had like a little foot locker that we could sit on, but we had a thing that we hung our clothes across. So if anybody was looking for me, if they looked at my locker, all they would see were probably my legs because I was hiding in my locker. <laughs> so, they <didn't> come, <laughs> so they didn't come get me to tell me to turn in my book and stuff like that. You're not and making me leave. I don't care. Not, exactly. So I'm hiding with just my legs showing. I swear I was in there and I was scared to death that I was going to get, uh, they need to see you upstairs, you know, bring your Ooh. book with you. And, um, and next thing you know, I think our meeting was like, I say, 840 or something like that. And someone said, all right, it's time to go. And um, so we I get out and I go into the meeting and 
the day goes on and no one said anything. I'm like, oh my God. So I was on the 53 man roster and they were talking to me about it. But then after um, every, like some of their guys cleared waivers, that's when they put me on injured reserve um, after that. But they said they didn't want to put me, they didn't, if they put me on injured reserve before, um, they would have had to cut me and then put me on. They couldn't just put me on at that point in time for some reason. So, and they didn't want to lose me. So that's how I ended up on the roster and then on injured reserve. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Amazing story. Uh, sucks that you got hurt. I, that, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I got at this point in the NFL, they really didn't have, I guess the, the, the analytics when it came to, a player's health. Uh, it's just like, it's smash mouth football. Now I think with technology kind of allows them to, Hey man, you, we're going to take a break. We're going to go easy. The first part. And then, and then you kind of go from there. Um, but again, from the beginning, you've always had that, that prove me attitude. And that's why you made the team, especially with a loaded team, you know, Daryl Talley. I mean, you, Cornelius Bennett, just like these guys are just some mean, mean, bad mamma jammas. Uh, we had, we had Thomas Smith on former player. I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember Thomas Smith quarterback. Yep. Oh yeah. And yep. uh, he, he told some pretty uh, epic stories and how scared he was when he crashed Daryl Talley's Porsche. Um <laughs> I'm sure a lot of this uh, stuff doesn't get like passed out because, you know, back in that day, you never really had that social media presence as you do today. Uh, is there any kind of epic stories that you can tell us like TMZ shit, Mark? Where oh. it's just like, <laughs> guys, he, he, let, let me tell you a story on what happened. Uh, well, wait, wait, yeah. it, it, you, it, we could even use this one. We can even use this one right here. Let me just show you this really clip. Um, Oh, hold on, let me. Where where did I do that? I just downloaded. Did you it. smash anybody's car up all there? Hold on, here we go. Here here's here's a, here's a clip. I, I, here, before we answer that question with the TMZ, I want you to answer this clip right here. Right there, not too happy with the way things went. Watch Maddox. He'll take the helmet. Yeah, and throw it at Hoyle right there. Guys getting a little frisky. I think they're ready to play some football. The Bills, of course, playing the Steelers Friday night at Rich. That point in time, and, um, and, and you know what? I think I think that was in. I, I think that's when I came back from my knee surgery and he cut me and it was in practice and I just came back from my knee surgery and you're cutting me. Oh, oh. I was pissed. And I went, yeah, I, I didn't care. I didn't care if you weigh 190 pounds or 390 pounds. I was going to kill him at that point in time. He was a big and, boy. Offensive tackle. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was one with shout. I don't know if it was who it was, but, um, I tried. I literally tried to break his neck in practice, and because um, he, that, I, I think see that helmet bounce thing. off his head. Boop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it, I kid you not, man. It's like <laughs> you know, it's like. It, but tempers, you know, it happens. But right. when you go after someone oh, yeah. and you think it's going to affect your livelihood, you're gonna you're gonna defend yourself, you know. And like I said, they had to pull me off of one guy because I had his head helmet twisted around, telling him I will kill him too, and um, you know so. Yeah, you know, we, 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 we play the game, we have anger issues, you know, and it's not like, it's not like it's not really known, you know, it's a physical game and, you know, and you can take out some anger on people and stuff like that in games. And so now the only thing, the, I'm trying to think the only TMZ moment, I kind of have That's a TMZ never moment. been told, never been told. Like you just, you, know, <laughs> you, you, you gave like, okay, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, and nobody ever knows about it. <laughs> No, um, this was kind of, 
this is kind of uh, yeah. Now I, I mm, ah, you can do I'll it. Throw it out there. This is oh, very so easy. Got too drunk. Okay. This is very it's, it's empty, 2022. This was like no, three decades no names. ago. Okay, no names. Okay, okay. fine. No names. That's no names. Fine. No names. So just give me just give me football numbers. So we're in um we're in we're in LA or yeah for the Rose Bowl. So we're in California for the Rose or for the Super Bowl. And um that my oh that's my second year. And so we're we're there and so TMZ kind of like you kind of remember the situation with Eddie Murphy going down Sunset Boulevard looking for a little action. <laughs> yes. And so I I don't it's like so like are me? we talking are we talking the same kind where that no, no. Uh, no name Pro Bowl uh that got busted down here in Miami. He used to play for Tampa. <laughs> oh wait, how about how about how about the coach? Uh, he went looking for something. Um coach um Craft <laughs> or not oh. the coach, the owner. <laughs> Kraft, yes. So this, owner Craft. You're trying to get your Deshaun Watson on. <laughs> exactly. And so oh but God. the the crazy part is is like, you know, I'm like, and we're we we went and got some food and and stuff like that. And I'm driving, and next thing you know, he's like, Oh, hey, pull over. I gotta talk to her. And I'm like, what? And and I'm driving. Okay. And I'm like, I'm like, this is not going to happen. This is my second year now. Okay. And this person is a veteran. Okay. And, and I'm what, just can like, can you say what position though? No way. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so, and so I'm like, I'm like, and, and so I think there was like a strikeout with that one. And then there was another one with, um, and I'm just like, I'm like, this dude can't be serious. And oh yeah, this dude was serious. Got the person to get in the back of the car, and I'm driving around, and I'm just like, oh my god! I'm like, this is like um, Taxi Cab Confessions on HBO, and I'm like a part of it, and I don't want to be. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And yeah, that, yeah, that was, that, that just blew my mind. And I'm just like, I hope your grandchildren are not watching this show. I'm just saying. I'm just driving. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, that just blew my mind. But yeah, so that's my, my that's my TMZ story. If that would have happened, if that would have been caught, that would have been like, oh my God. Now, what he- were you doing? What were you doing driving? Well, sh- well, the good thing. Good thing about back then, if if it was caught, that's not on the news, social media or blown up out of proportion like crazy. Oh, it probably it, it probably would have got it because you got to think of all the media people who come it's, down it's to the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, that's true. Yep, and so and I think that's when downtown Julie Brown was there um, that year. Um, oh. That was her first year, so you know they were trying to. Yeah, yeah, no, but there yeah, were a lot of, of rumors, Mark. A lot of rumors on on the. Uh, I read some article. I can't recall which article it was about like how much fun you guys had the night before a Super Bowl. Uh, that was, that was for twenty five. I think so. Yeah, because I think the, I think it was twenty five because yeah. I know they couldn't have fun in twenty six because twenty six was in Minneapolis. 
and no it was so cold you couldn't go do anything. Snowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so twenty six, um, they were talking about how like I heard the same thing how they were all over the place and everything down in because it was in Florida, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was in Tampa. Florida. Yeah, yeah. They said it was kind of crazy, but I didn't get a chance to. Um, I wasn't involved in that one, so I was kind of happy. But um, but no, in ninety for me it was like. The the one like I said, the first Super Bowl was against um Washington up in um Minnesota. And that one was, you know, that the guys really didn't get a chance to do anything because there was no really no places to really go. And especially in January or February when it's ten degrees outside, if you're lucky, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow, dude. Um, Mark, dude. So here you are. You, you, you left us. You, uh, actually was thinking with Buffalo. One question I have to ask is, uh, you know, mafia is, is crazier than ever. Uh, Bill's mafia, but also nineties, you, there, there were the fans were just diehards that just as they're, they are diehard today. Um, can you compare the two? Can you, is there any differences between the fan base in the nineties versus the fan base right now? Um, yeah, the big difference is the fan base right now has a way to communicate and to really, um, show their love for the team. Whereas in the nineties, like, for example, I'll give you an example. When we would go to play Miami, it, we called it rich stadium South. Okay. Because that's how many bills fans were down there. And just that love and that respect and appreciation of the fans being there was always something that was positive for us. You know, you go to the hotel and there's tons of Bills fans there. You know, we had that in a lot of cities that we would go to. And that is very, you know, it's it's a positive thing to know that you have that that fan support. Kind of make you feel good, base, right? It, it, it does really that base behind you. And, you know, like after we lost that one, the Super Bowl and we flew back and just to see still all the people at the airport was amazing. You know, coming from the AFC championship, it's amazing to see that fan support back in Buffalo. But not only are we seeing that fan support in Buffalo, we're seeing it in Philadelphia. We're seeing it in Pittsburgh. We're seeing it in Green Bay. We're seeing it wherever we go. Okay. Now, you're able to see that fan support social media, you know, on the internet, you can, you get more information. You can, you can set up stuff with the fans, you know, the fans are there and it's just it, like, whatever, what's her name? Zahari, Zashua, Angelica. The mafia is everywhere. I'm not trying to, trying to chop up her name um but it's so small on my phone um <laughs> that's what she said but they are they're every place you go and it's like I, if i wear a bill shirt and stuff like that they're like go bills and i'm like go bills and you know or hey you're a big guy do you know any other players or did you play i'm like no <laughs> have no clue what you're talking <laughs> about you know <laughs> and like i'm in a grocery store and because one of the bills backers bar is not too far from us and i met a couple of the people there I'm walking through the grocery store and the lady goes, Hey Mark, happy Sunday. And I'm like, what the, what? 
<laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's cool and awkward at the same time. Oh, Zashi, there you go. I like that. Okay. There you go. Got it. And uh, and so he goes, and she's like, "I met you over at Tostani's." I'm like, "Oh, that's right." You know. And then I've seen her a couple other times, and I'm like, "Hey!" And she's like, waves and stuff. But it, it's it's unbelievable, man. I, and like, I'm out here in Arizona, and just the fan support out here is unbelievable. There's like oh, yeah. four or five different build backer places here. You know, we got the, some on the east side. We got on the west side. It's 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 just amazing. You know. We have a guy here named John McCartney who puts together a Bills Fest. Glendale. Um, at, at, yep. Exactly, at the lake. Mm. And you get people from all over to come out. And, I mean, it's absolutely amazing. You know? We yeah, we, we had John on, and so, on the show. And uh, we, 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 uh, we were, uh, I think next year we are going to be guests there, right, Neil? We should do that next absolutely. year because he does it every year by the lake. You right there, Mark? Yep. Can you guys hear my sound still? Yeah, yep. you're just fine, brother. Okay, yeah, I had to switch because my battery's dying. And like I said, my laptop um, pooped out on me, and I haven't gotten a new one. So, No worries, brother. No worries, man. Um, so nowadays, you, you're you in Glendale. You, you're like, I am not going back to Buffalo, even though I will support Buffalo. Uh, you obviously go to some games. You became a, a, a Bills legend. When are they going to put your uh, – they, if they have, they have it already – are you going to put your name on the ring of honor or you not were, yet? You were part of the Bills Legends thing for a game last year, right? Yeah. Well, last year um, they did a new thing called um, Legend of the Year um, for community service. And, oh, okay. um, and so, you know, we had to submit um, our work that we did and information about um, um, whatever nonprofit we were involved in and stuff like that. I have my own nonprofit called Help One Foundation. And last year, when um, I came back for the alumni gala and golf tournament, we fed a hundred and ten. We're losing you there, Mark. Sorry about that, brother. We're, we're losing you. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Okay. I wish. Oh, hold on a second. No, I'm just gonna speak loud. How's that? Brilliant. Okay. And, Don't tackle uh, me. That's all I ask. <laughs> and so what ended up happening was <laughs> we did we did books to we did over a thousand books last year to schools in Buffalo. Um Rochester, I think Rochester or outskirts of Buffalo because I had people from all over New York who who wrote in or who I worked with. We did books there. We did books in Texas. We did books in Wyoming. We did books here in Arizona. And there was one more state, but I can't think exactly right now where. And so, but we did like, no, we did 1300 books last year. We did backpacks um, mainly here in Arizona. Um, We did the homeless. We did the backpacks. Oh, and then we did Christmas. And what we do at Christmas is we take low-income families that have a child with special needs, and we um, we ended up um, doing kids in Rochester, doing kids in, in the Buffalo area, doing kids here, doing kids in Florida. We did kids um, 
Florida, South Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia, <clears throat> Rochester, Buffalo, Arizona. Excellent. And so, yeah. So I got yeah. nominated. I got. I ended up winning for that. Our buddy Bob goes, how can we do- donate to your nonprofit, brother? Because that sounds like amazing things you're doing for the community. Okay. Um, our main donation link is help one, just the number one, foundation.square.site. I don't know if you guys can type that in or. Yeah, let me go ahead and do that right <clears throat> now here. So uh, let's see here. Banners. The banner will be at the bottom. So here uh, is one foundation mm-hmm. dot square dot site. <laughs> Guys, everybody, just bear with me just for one mo- one moment here. Donate. I'm just going to copy this link. There we go. And then we'll post that right here. There we go. Guys, if we get if we can get Mark at least $100 right now by the end of this show, by the time we hit the end broadcast, uh I will I will uh I will match it at the end of the week. Uh bring team bring tables will match it. Whatever that is brought in, just let us know, Mark. We will we will match it. Uh and uh then then we'll just, you know, we'll we'll see where we're at and then I will also just to courtesy, I'll f- I have another table I can break. Because yeah, breaking yeah, <laughs> tables without breaking a table, so we'll we'll, we'll match it, and I'll break a table in honor of uh, Mark Mad Dog uh, Mad Dog Maddox Foundation Help One Foundation Network. That's amazing, brother. That's cool. Yeah. So that's how I became the legend of the year. <laughs> Did you break a table? Have you ever have you ever broken a table? I know it's kind of cliche, but no, I have a lot not. of people doing that. Yeah, I have not. And so what we were thinking of, someone said, you should break one as a as a charity thing and have people donate to it for you breaking the table. I'm like, if if we can get someone to do it, I, I won't look like Andre falling out of the tree. That was funny. Yeah, <laughs> that man, was funny. What, what did you, like, you, get, you had to call him up. You had to call him up like, hey, bro, what was that? <laughs> I'm like, did you have one too many? <laughs> you like slipped out of the tree. That wasn't a jump. <laughs> no, yeah, that was that was whoops. Oh, that was a fall. Yeah. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Oh my god. <laughs> that was hilarious. That and then all we, all we hear is fatality. <laughs> uh, you got to be a little bit more classful, Mark. You, I think you should show us next time. Uh, uh, we, 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 hopefully we get to see you this year. Do you ever go to any away games? You, you know what? I planned on it this year to try to hit some, um, LA, LA is on the road. You, you know what? The home opener, um, actually do have tickets for that. Um, Ooh. but I think, I think it's kind of like a dilemma because the guys from 24 seven are doing something, um, a week before, right? On the third, right? Yeah, they're, they're doing it the week before for like the start of the season. Okay, so it's September third. Uh, I think they said September. Yeah, yeah September third. Okay, and so what? The Rams game is the tenth. 
Ninth. Uh, ninth. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so then I have actually have tickets for that game. I thought they were on the same weekend for some reason, and I thought that was my dilemma. Well, maybe but I'm doing it wrong. For that game in L.A., so I might be out there. Sorry. Eighth is their eighth is a Thursday. I think they're doing it on the third. Third. Yes, third. third. So the week before it so, starts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know the game's on the eighth because Mark, I will be there for that as well. Okay. Yeah. And so I, 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 I'm almost positive that I might be able to make that game. Thanks. Thanks, Zashi. Or Yoshi. She is on it. All right. She is on it. Uh, here, here's the, here's my other thing. Bob goes, come to Miami. You need to come down to Miami, Mark. I, I think know. Be- I know. I got go. some people down there. It is huge, too. bro. It's huge. It's yeah. huge down here. I oh, think no. it might, it, it yeah, might be have, bigger. We have two requests. It might be, bigger, Miami, might be so. bigger than Los Angeles. Even though Los Angeles is going to be a complete takeover. Miami, right. believe it or not, is also a complete takeover. Mafia, whoever's watching right now, we have three home games in a row. Los Angeles, Buffalo, and Miami. <laughs> Isn't that insane? <laughs> you know what? That is, that, that is true. Like I said. We called it Rich Stadium South when we were there. So I know it hasn't changed because it hasn't changed. Ha- spoiler has not changed. It's even yeah. like m- more now. Thank you. Oh, and, it's and even I more don't wanna, now. Don't want to cut you guys off, but Mike Rundo just donated a hundred dollars to um <clears throat> help one. Mike Runkle, everybody. My go, man. That's guys. our brother. Guys, go go out to uh, help one foundation. Let's see what we can do. Take care of some, you know, people in need. Uh, there's always a good avenue, a good person like Mark Maddox that will uh, that, that that creates this stuff. So amazing, Mike. Thank you. See, Jonathan Holler, Bills backers, Miami, Miami. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I got quite a few people already trying to get me down there, so I'm working on it. Yeah. Thank you, Mike Runkle. We got it, brother. You're the man, dude. Let's go. We already got $100, folks. Uh, team breaking tables is going to match whatever that you guys throw in right now uh, by the time this show ends. So let's keep let's keep it going. Let's keep, let's keep helping people in need, man. Mike's Mike's a great guy. He's a legend. He get he had to be got to play with three guys that are just oh my god. Like, everybody knows, you know what I mean? It just yeah, it's put it this way. When I look back, I realized, well, not even now i realized when i was back in that time just the the caliper of players that i was around was unbelievable you know and for me to go from special teams to starting in my third year and them letting shane conlon carlton bailey you know letting those guys go to have faith in me and marcus Patton in the middle was you know, unbelievable because I'm like Shane Collins, all pro Carlton Bailey just won the playoff game for us against Denver. You know, these guys are top of their game and you're letting them go for an unproven ninth round draft pick out of Northern Michigan university. I think Marcus Patton was a 11th round draft pick, you know, out of UCLA and you're letting them go for us, you know, it, it kind of spoke, it kind of spoke, you know, about our character and, you know, our work ethic. 
and how we played together. Because I I never would have thought that they would let those guys go like that. Awesome. Oh, here we go. So Connie, Connie posted two times. Mommy's bigger than it was back in the day. Yeah, it's ridiculous how how crazy Bills fans take over Miami. Like we oh, buy tickets. Me. We buy tickets and Dolphins fans, even if they existent, I don't even know anymore. And I live down here. I live down here in Miami. So I I, I know uh, they're not existent. Spoiler alert, but yeah, it's it's crazy here. 90-10, 90-10. Or what did we say the other night, uh, Tabanil? 98, 98-2. 98-2, yep. Buffalo Bills, Dolphins fans. Um, but Connie goes again, my husband used to babysit the boys at the hotel the night before home games. <laughs> what does that even mean? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Where they sit they sit in the hallway after curfew check so that no one sneaks out <laughs> or sneaks ah, in. Ah, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah I'm sure there's, there's always ways, guys. Listen, they're they're getting paid nowhere near the amount of money that you guys make. So you know, you throwing them a couple hundred bucks. Well, I don't, back in the day, right? They'll do like do whatever you want. Do whatever <laughs> you want. I'm getting a couple hundred dollars <laughs> for you to do whatever you want. I don't say shit. Forget <laughs> about it. <laughs> How did she get in there? Don't worry okay. about it. <laughs> He's got stories. You know what, Connie? We need to get your husband on next <laughs> week. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yep. And actually, we'll have more we'll of Mark going. Yep, I verify that is true. Yes. <laughs> no Mark name. Will no name. Mark will be watching the show and being like, "Oh, I remember that guy." Oh <laughs> no! Wait, please don't say my name. Please don't say my name. And then Mark was driving the the car when we were stopping. No, not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon DeGanji. I like how you like made your DIG bigger. Uh, this is my first Miami game. So excited. Awesome. We look forward to meeting you down here when you're down here. Uh, and you guys, you guys can let the people know too, or I can, that if they are on Facebook and they want to Facebook friend me, um, they can. And um, I'll invite them to my Mafia Nation page that I have. And okay. um, that's where I post nice. a lot of stuff about events and just things that we're doing and talk to people and stuff like that. Awesome, bro. Excellent. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely check that group out. We'll, yeah, we'll share the live feed too. So everybody can see your, uh, your epic stories from, uh, from the nineties, even though you haven't told any epic stories like that yeah, involved, like, you know, here's Andre Reed or <laughs> Thomas or well, no names. You, never, with our name. you, know you never, you never throw your teammates under the bus. Sure. You know, true story. True story. Of course. But, um, but I did. I told you guys about a story. I said so when I when I was on injured reserve ninety one. So when we come back ninety two, um, and I told you I got a little cocky. We played special teams, okay? And special teams, there was three guys: Steve Tasker, Mark Pike, and myself. And you know they did points guys. and stuff like that. But wait, this is, how, this is what I said: if I wouldn't have started my second year, or, or in ninety three. I said, Steve, who? They wouldn't be saying Steve. They'd be saying me <laughs> because you know, I was cocky too, you know, making plays. I may not have been a gunner, you know, making the big plays there, but I was making some plays and I was like, yes, they wouldn't be saying Steve. They'd be saying Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And you'd still be not in the running for the, the Hall of Fame, unfortunately, because they don't like special teams. I you got to make it with it's, it's, either offense or defense, unfortunately. 
yeah, it, it's sad. I, you know, Steve Tasker, you know, worked so hard and did so many great things and wonderful things that have impacted, you know, the game of our games, impacted our games. You know, he impacted the game and he, the outcome of games changed because of him, you know, and not to get the credit that's due where, you know, one of the best special teams teamers in the hall. He, he should be in the hall of fame. You know, there's no doubt, you know, you got kickers who do nothing but kick. That's their job. Okay. And Mm -hmm. that are in the hall of fame. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's a hard job to do, but when you have a guy punt the ball 60 yards downfield and you're running, you're running downfield fighting off two guys and making a play on a Tim Brown. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. That's, that's my point. You're running downfield, beating two guys and making a play on Tim Brown. You know, you can't tell me that he does not deserve that. that And light a cig, light a cigar up in the, on the sideline when you're done going, Hey, you guys see that? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just crazy because he, he is like i say he's one of the best special teamers and one of the best special teamers that i played with and you know i only played with two different teams but steve tasker was by far the best special teams player on the field Absolutely. Wow. So. uh i'd love to meet i'd love to meet him I, I i don't i don't think i've ever met him he's one of my favorite players of all time just to what he what he does uh in, in, in football and outside of football, I think that just goes a long ways uh, to becoming uh, uh, just a, a fan for it. Because, you know, what, what you guys do on the field and how you are means a lot more to us off the field. Yep. You know, Bills Mafia, Buffalo Bills, to our fan base, it, it's more than football. Yep, it is. And like I said, you know, the one thing that's really helped me as far as um, – you know, being with my nonprofit, it, the mafia has been hands-on in all of it, you know, after like my second year. And it all started because of um, some hoodies that I got overcharged for, you know, or I got scammed on. And so I had to figure out a way of how to try to make some profit for the nonprofit and, you know, put money in the nonprofit. And so I started doing bingo online. And I did it with the Bills Mafia, and it went over so big that you couldn't believe how much stuff that we ended up doing. Like I said, between the books, between the backpacks, between the Christmas, between the homeless. And, you know, we did something for COVID when COVID first hit with senior citizens with essential packs. And, you know, it's just one of those things where we just help people out. We do stuff. And. I've had so many supporters from the Bills Mafia that, you know, I met, I made so many friends from the Mafia that, you know, it's like, hey, how you doing? You know, like here, Bob, John, you know, these people and stuff like that, where it's like, it's not Mark the football player. It's not Mark the Buffalo Bill. It's just Mark the guy. You know? the, com- the community member, yeah. the, the, the guy yeah. that's trying to bring people together to yeah. help people who really need it. That's amazing, brother. Yep. Legend of the year. That's why you're legend of the year. They don't just give it yep. out to people like, oh, let's see here. Yeah, well, look, looks like Mark Maddox is going to get it. Remember that one <laughs> time when he just, you know, bonked that helmet off that offensive tackle's 
Let's give it to him. No, you do a really, you do a lot for this community, man. Uh, wherever you're at, where, wherever you're at. And it's, I try, I, I try to. And I told, I told my buddy Bob, I'm like, if I don't win, I am going to be pissed. <laughs> Bob laughed at me. He goes, you do a lot. I'm like, I know, but still, they're going to give it to some other guy with a bigger name. <laughs> you're right. But you know, that's just the way you think, you know, because things happen like that. But, um, it worked out and you know, it was the first year that they did it and I was happy to be the first recipient of it, you know, and, you know, and like I said, it, it didn't, it, 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 it's great acknowledgement that the work I'm doing is, is being seen, yeah. you know, and especially back in Buffalo where I live here in Arizona, but we're still doing stuff all over. And, my goal is to get big enough where we can do stuff in every state. When we do the homeless, we do blessing bags with a mafia member in every state. When we do books, we send books to a mafia member in every state. And just, you know, it's just a good thing. What's and that, this is kind of one of the questions that I wanted to ask. Yeah. So Mike Runkle goes, what is the routine for game day back in the nineties? And I, so this kind of leads me into my normal question, uh, which uh, are you superstitious or just a little stitious? <laughs> um, I, I was a little superstitious. I had my, my routine of what I did, you know, pregame um, the day before the game and, and, and a lot of guys, I don't think it's changed from the nineties. I just think guys have different things they can do now that we couldn't do, you know, um, I TikTok, Snapchat, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. a dick pic? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> yeah. For me, um, all home games, um, in Buffalo, I would go to, it was a weird combination, but I would go to Outback Steakhouse and pick nice. up some of their kookaburra wings, um, then go to chefs and pick up a spaghetti parm and go to the hotel, have my dinner, then we go through our meetings and stuff like that. And, you know, but that was my routine. And um, before a game, I would drive and listen to music uh, real loud in my car um, before I would get to the game. But um, that was me. I didn't have any crazy thing like having to wear, you know, other stuff. Oh, we got another David Bradley, um, $150. Oh, ho, ho, ho. that's Bob. That's 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 Bob. That's uh, that is uh, Lori's brother. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yep. And so, thank you, uh, Bob. Way to way to do it, like, brother. Yeah, and so, but so we're over two fifty right now for yeah. for help help one foundation. It's amazing, brother. Yep, perfect. I mean, it's great. Um, but yeah, I didn't have any crazy superstition. I just did. I had like the same routine that I didn't want to break. So it was a superstition, but more of a routine. Fair enough. Fair enough. Who, it sounds like somebody's getting like uh, murdered in the background. Is that? Is oh that my you? god! Is that my, you? Son, my son. Yeah. They don't have a quiet. They don't have a quiet filter. <laughs> they're playing video games. They're not even playing a video game. That's just their normal voice. How was lunch today? So, it was. Fucking it, it, and so Bob, and listen, they're two. They're like two and a half rooms away from where I'm at. And you can still hear him. <laughs> I, you know what? Listen, I went to the chiropractor today because I've been having a couple little issues that I've been trying to 
figure out what the heck is going on. So I went to the chiropractor today. I come home. They're outside in the back. I'm in the car. And when I turn the car off, I'm like, what is that noise? And then I'm like, <laughs> listening. I'm like, oh, my God. It's my son. And he is just, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, I thought he was in the house, but he was in the back. And he's just making that much noise from the back of the house that I can hear him in the front. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, I got I'm one surprised, question for you. I'm surprised that they haven't come in any, 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 any time before now. And especially after I lost the headphones, I'm like, oh, my God, it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> Mark, quick, quick question for you. So in today's NFL compared to the older NFL, how many more penalties would you have for excessive tackling? Oh, my God. Have you guys seen when I hit Bledsoe? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which, which time? When he, well, when he, was, when he was on, <laughs> when well, he was on the Patriots, right? He was kind of going down. Jeff Wright and um, Cornelius Bennett had kind of um, set him up. And I came across and hit him in the shoulder. Fatality. In the, in the front. And I swear to God that I really, I literally, if, if I would have came from a different angle, everybody, Tom Brady might be dead. <laughs> and so, and listen, I'm going to send you the video. Okay. Um, you're, are you on my Facebook friends? Yeah. Yeah. Brian. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Send it, yeah. it to send, me or, or e email back, email to us. Either way, we'll, we'll get it. Okay. Just send me a message on Facebook and I'm going to send you the video. But the, the one announcer said, if he keeps getting hit like this, he's going to want to give the millions back. <laughs> That's what the announcer said. I literally almost broke his back. You can, I can see his eyes rolling the back of his head. Oh. And and I can guarantee you, I would have got ejected from that game and thrown out of that game, and it was a clean hit. Wow, a clean hit. But yeah, no, it's it's night and day comparison to back then oh, yeah. as compared to today. Today you touch a quarterback the wrong way, they're throwing a flag. Yep. You know, oh you you touched his ankle. When, Does that make you sick? Does that make you sick for how hard and how like, just full blown you you have one mode that is kill mode, right? It, it it is, and you're like when you're asking guys to pull up and do something un, unnatural, right? That's when they get hurt. Yep, that's, that's when you, you get, get hurt. That's how the like, soft okay, tissue injuries come. Think about this here. Look at some of these receivers. Okay, the receivers aren't small. Defensive backs are smaller than a majority of your elite receivers. Look at Julio Jones. Look at um, DeAndre Hopkins. Look at these guys that are 6'2", 215, 20 pounds against the DB who's a 190 or 205. You're going to tell me because he's up in the air, I really have to stop in time when I hit him? Think about yeah. that. Yeah, this guy is coming. This guy's coming at me 100 miles an hour, full speed in the air, all momentum coming towards me. But I have to stop and hold up before I hit him. Gravity's so, a bitch. Gravity's exactly. a bitch. Yeah, right. So when you when you hit him, it's a defenseless receiver. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
I don't. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. <laughs> we can sit here and debate about it all all day, but now it's the, for the safety of the players. Uh, thank God you don't have CTE, Mark, because you sound very sane, and it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> that's because he. That's because he was a hitter, not the hitty. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you get Junior Seau was the same thing, right? I don't know why yeah. I pressed that one. Um, but I just, you know, it's how, 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 whatever. It, it, it's it's good to have these conversations to get different insights, Mark. Uh, definitely really appreciate that. And uh, Bob goes, uh, that was his donation for Lori Todd's birthday present. Oh, all right. Oh, I'm gonna have to Mark? send Lori a kid Newton. Please pass the word that if you come on Breaking Tables, you'll get donations to your charity while on air and we'll get gratitude to fans. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of what we do. Uh, yeah. Appreciate our fan base for hooking up uh, Mark's uh, foundation. So, uh, guys, let's, well, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll get it figured out here. It's almost time to call it quits. And right now we got uh, 250 towards the, the help kids uh, that, that don't have that. It goes a long ways. Uh, and I grew up in a third world country. I was born in the Philippines. I, I wasn't, I didn't grow up there, but I came here when I was four years old, but I go back and I realize that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. I mean, they get like $50 a month is a lot of money. Uh, imagine in the poor here in America where the, the money is just, it's just so expensive just to do anything. Um, that anything. money helps them out so much. And Mark, you're making it happen, bro. Thank you, sir. My man, guys, uh, this, is, this is a fun show. I told you an hour would oh, come yeah, come fun. and go, bro. <laughs> there we go. All right, just just because you uh, you tried to, uh, then Bob beat you with the with the with the with the funds here. Um, can we get one more TMZ story? Let's not tell <laughs> any names. Any name, just give us something that we can go to sleep very well at night. Going, I can't believe Mark said that. Oh, you got no. too drunk. Somebody got too drunk one night. Oh no, that happened. That you know that they, that, that happened too many times. It counts. A, a TMZ story would be just set TMZ outside of Jim Kelly's place after a game because the parties <laughs> at his places were epic. <laughs> so That's there was kind of you never know what was going to go on. He you know he was loved by everyone. He opened his doors and he had parties at his house and. There'd be people there, you know, it's just unbelievable, you know, and the only, well, you were talking about crashing cars and stuff like that. <laughs> Here we go. Our only, our, 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 this, this, it's kind of tame, but not that bad. Um, so at camp, we get golf carts because we were lazy and we would take the golf carts back and forth from practice facility to the dorm. Well, they were electric, or not electric, they were gas golf carts. And, you know, of course, they have governors on them and stuff like that. Well, someone would take the governors off of them. And it, would become, <laughs> yes. yeah, it was not, it was, they. you would think that we were high school kids because cart racing was very fun. Those golf carts mm -hmm. would move. And I'm 38. I still do that on a golf course. I think it's awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so, imagine 20-some-year-olds. Yeah, oh. um, and I, and I, I can't remember who it was, though, but it had, got, it had rained or something like that, and we were just knuckleheads and flying around, and someone ran into a tree <laughs> and completely 
tore up a golf cart and I forgot who it was. They didn't get hurt, but it was, it was unbelievable. And they left it there and then they said someone stole their golf cart. So they didn't have to pay for it, but it was hilarious. But we would do stuff like that, you know. I mean, Bill's golf that was probably some of the craziest stuff that. Stolen. Yeah, but I'm just I'm googling here. Back in '99, <laughs> 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 oh, we had to research a lot of this information, so we can nowadays because you say don't say names, we could like do internet's weird, bro. Internet <laughs> is so like they have ways of just doing this, uh, finding out his stories, but um. Mark, man, great to meet you, brother. Yes, great. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, bud. I, I, I can't wait to see you down in Miami when you come down to Miami, bro. <laughs> yeah. Hit, hit, hit me up. You, you'll see Tabanile LA. You'll see me in Miami. Uh, you might see both of us at the home opener uh, think, Monday Night I Football. Epi, I think Epic is going to be in LA, too. I've got to some. <laughs> we'll figure it out it's only june 20th we have plenty of time to plan some fun epicness um ladies and gents mark maddox former player getting down real with us bro i appreciate you. that my man uh then you know this this is the guy that we talked with right there not too happy with the way things went watch maddox he'll take the helmet yeah and throw it at home <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was just giving him his helmet back. <laughs> Mark, final thoughts, my brother. Um, could your '90s team beat this 2022 team? Could your? How about this? Re refresh the question. Could your defense, with you at the helm, you starting with the guys that you have on the field at your prime, could you beat this offense that we have right now? And mind you, yes, you guys had Hall of Fame team on the other side of the ball. But looking how these guys are developing so quickly, so rapidly, what are your thoughts? You think you could do that? Or you think this is with, something with, special with, where you with, don't think so? I think, Mark, I think Mark got a penalty just thinking about it. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> with old school rules, um, yeah. And But you know what? And the thing that it is, is like, I love Walt Corey to death. Walt Corey. Great guy, great defensive coordinator, great linebacker. And I just don't think our defense was evolved enough um, to compete with Dallas um, back in the day. Is one of the reasons I don't think that we won the Super Bowls because we were pretty plain, pretty, you know, straightforward. You knew what we were going to do. And it made us very predictable of what we were going to call and what we were going to what we were going to play, you know. Wade Phillips, I may not have cared for him as much as others, but his defensive game plan was by far more superior than what we had with uh, Walt. And like I said, love Walt to death. Um, and I thought I knew defense, but then when I came to Arizona and met with Vince Tobin and his defensive scheme, oh my God, you know, so it just depends. You know, I think we could compete with them. And I think we could get be successful against them, you know, but you look at our offense back in the nineties against their defense today. I think the same thing. I think our offense would compete and it would be, it would be one of those things where it was either going to be a shootout or it was going to be a very, very tight game, you know, between the two, because like I said, I take our guys, you know, you look at Nate Odom's, on the corner, Jeff Burris on the corner. 
And you look at these guys and you, you know, you got lockdown guys. You got guys who can lock guys down. Look at Leonard Smith when he was playing safety. Oh my God. And then Henry Jones, bad, bad man, hit man. Yeah. And then Henry Jones comes in. I'm going to tell you right now, Harrison Phillips, um, you know, I know he's gone now and stuff like that. And, and star Latouille, but you look at, and, and now like, you know, Ed Oliver, but I never really truly appreciated. I appreciated Jeff Wright, but I didn't appreciate Jeff Wright until I watched film later in life. Okay. Jeff Wright for a small nose tackle undersized. Oh my God. He was good. He was good. And, you know, and then you look at, you got Bruce Smith on one side, Cornelius Bennett on the other side and Daryl Talley on the outside where you could rush from anywhere with those guys. I mean, yeah, I think we would cause them some fits with the way our scheme was, you know, but like I said, this team, you know, you, you don't want to compare apples to apples because, you know, the apples are different. And do you think you could compete? I think we would have competed um, defensively versus the offense. And I think our offense would have competed defensively, but it's going to be one of those things where, like I said, it's either going to be a shootout or it's going to be tight. And then it's like, what rules are going to be? Can I hit the quarterback or can I hit the quarterback? Right. You know, right. <laughs> it's, it's like that meme where they asked Jordan, uh, you know, if you guys were to play right now, uh, who would win? And they would said they, they I think they, Jordan said three points and they're like three points. Why, why so close? And he goes, well, I mean, most of us are, you know, 50, 60 years old now. <laughs> 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 so, uh, Mark, bro, final thoughts. Where can we find you? Where can we stalk you? We already know your foundation on help one. Um, give us, give us your final thoughts and then uh, we'll call it quits tonight, brother. All right. Well, you can find me on Facebook um, under my name, Mark Maddox. I think there's the picture of the legend of the year. Um, I don't get a chance. I'm not on Twitter as much. I had an assistant um, do Twitter for me because I just find Twitter very confusing. There's just way too much stuff going on it. And it's like, I go on and I'm, it's like, Ooh, there's more news feeds and stuff like that. And I scroll down and I'm just scrolling, 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 scrolling. And I'm like, I don't have time to try to read all that stuff, you know, or try to figure out what's good, what's important, what's relevant. Right. And so, um, but yeah, I'm mainly on Facebook and under my name and I have my bills mafia. It's called, I think it's, is Bill's Mafia Nation is my Facebook group's page. Oh, and okay. So, yeah, Bill's Mafia Nation. And, um, and and just Facebook. Um, but like my thoughts, um, just final thoughts on the team. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited with, you know, they had a couple key departures. You know, I would love to see. I was really excited when Vaughn Miller came <laughs> and I was like, Vaughn well, Miller and Jerry Hughes, that's going to be huge. You know, that's going to be great. But then Jerry ended up leaving. And I understand money talks and you got to do what you got to do. You got to watch, look out for yourself because in the league, if you don't get the money, you're not going to get the money. And well, so, we also have this young up and comer, Gregory Rousseau. Oh, yeah. yeah who yeah, just went yeah. beast mode, even though he got tired towards the end of the year. Uh, and then you got Von Miller to learn from. How important? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, look at I, your I production. I think that's huge. Yeah, yeah, I love him too. And but like I said, it's one of those things. You 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 kind of you do wish you can keep veterans around, 
with younger guys just because that learning curve is so great. For me, with Carlton Bailey, Shane Conlon, Daryl Talley, you know, Cornelius, those guys, when I came into the league, those guys took me under their wing and taught me everything. They didn't try to hinder me or let me lag behind because they wanted the person who was most, um, they wanted the best person there. Whether it was them or it was someone else, they treated you and tried to teach you so your learning curve would be the same as theirs. So that you knew exactly what they knew because they wanted to see the team successful. And the only way the team was going to be successful is by having the best person there. And that helped me when I was a veteran of four or five years, work with the youngest players that came in to teach them everything that I knew to help them with the playbook, to help them with the defensive scheme, the defensive plays, you know? So, um, that's, that's why I would have loved to see Jerry stay. Plus he wore number 55. So he holds a special oh, yeah. place for me. <laughs> awesome. dude. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I see, I see great things with this team and it's just a matter of getting over the hump. Um, a lot of people may not like that I say this, but I'm glad the bowl's gone because I think his offensive play calling um, was kind of suspect and kind of, you know, he would do the same stuff um, all the time. Like, <laughs> he was very predictable. I agree, and, Vanilla. And, very vanilla. And, yep. And I'm going to tell you right now, everyone or people would say that we have no running game. We have an outstanding running game. He just didn't put the guys in the right position to be successful. And that was my issue. You can't run stretch and zone plays when you don't have big, powerful offensive linemen that are blowing people off the line of scrimmage. Our offensive linemen are meant to move. You get these guys out in space, and they are 90% effective in space. You run counters, you run traps, you run sweeps, and you get them big bodies moving. And coming around the corner on a DB or a smaller outside linebacker, psh, oh, we oh, were we oh, were so oh. we were so successful when we ran counters, when we ran traps, sweeps, um, powers against teams. But then he wouldn't do that, and I would get so frustrated because you can't tell me our backs aren't good. Our backs are good. Don't give me oh we need like. We need a Travis Henry who can pound. No, no, I, no guys, we, we love Singletary. I think he was—he's a—he's a shifty player. He knows how to see the end zone. He's got great vision. It's yep. just you know now now we're at one year where we have a solid offensive line that can maintain healthiness because yep. this is this is right now we're looking we're going to the year where we have we're going to have the best line uh, for the best offense in the NFL. I'm sorry, thank you, yep. Mark. You hit that nail right on the head. I agree with you completely. I always was like, you know what, Mike, we don't need a running back. We have one. We need to use him. Yep. And like, don't get me wrong. I love Josh, but Josh doesn't need to run the ball. Unless I agree with that trouble. as well. <laughs> he doesn't need to run the ball unless we're in trouble. You're calling running plays with your quarterback. Come on, seriously. Then you're running counters and sweeps and stuff like that with your running back. He's successful. 
call it for your run, your running backs and see if they can be successful. If it's for the Super Bowl victory, you're giving it to Josh Allen and let Josh Allen do Josh Allen shit. But if it's exactly. week one against a Thursday night against the Rams, sorry, versus Aaron Donald, do not let Josh Allen run that ball. Yep, I agree. And so, you know, but yeah, awesome. my thoughts is like, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy he's gone and I hope they can implement a better running game because we have we have a solid line we have a line that can pass block and we have a line that can run block um like i said they may not blow you off the ball but when you get them in space they're very they're they're dangerous and i like that Trey Traymon's coming on you know and he's getting better he's getting more physical and because i watch the games and i always grade him um he's getting more physical he's learning and his speed is deadly, and it's 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 just unbelievable to see his development and how much more potential he has. You know, as he gets stronger and he gets fast, or you know, bigger and stronger and faster, as they say, the game is going to come to him where he's just going to he's just going to dominate. Mark, I'd love we would love to have you back on one of these nights. Uh, maybe when the season starts, okay. uh, or maybe if you come down to Miami, you can do the live show for the pregame party that we're having. Uh, something to do with a pig roast. Uh, I'll send you a text message with details once okay. I get it figured out. But, uh, everybody, this is Mark Maddox, brother. Don't go anywhere. Appreciate you hopping on. Uh, Tampa Neal, let's wrap this show up. How can we wrap this show up? This was a Mount Rushmore of shows. I don't want to end it. You kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Where can show. we find breaking tables, brother? Well, you know, you can always find us Mondays and Thursdays. By the way, today is not Thursday. Um, <laughs> live oh, here. Oh, shit. Oh, my bad. Um, Right on the uh, Built in Buffalo Network, you can find us on Facebook Live, YouTube, as well as Twitter Live. Pull us up, like us, share us, ask some crazy questions, make some crazy comments. If we pronounce your name wrong, we apologize. Um, tell your friends, tell your cousins, tell your uncles. No, not really, but it's funny. We never apologize for anything. Never apologize. Connie. Yeah. See? We're going to go with Connie. Um, tomorrow morning, <laughs> tomorrow morning on your drive into work, pull it up in case you missed any part of the show. Cause I'll tell you one thing. You do not want to miss this. <laughs> Here we go. Where, where's, the, <laughs> where's the GoFundMe for Neil's internet fund? Dude, I don't know. What the fuck is wrong with shit oh shit. Time. That's hilarious, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, pull it up boy. tomorrow morning, wherever you listen to your favorites. Uh, podcast you know apple pod iHeartRadio, spotify and you can even go hey alexa play breaking tables podcast Hello. she'll do it thank you alexa all right all right off i can never get it to shut off after i ask her to do something oh epic guys everybody i hope you all had fun tonight uh we heard some pretty amazing stories uh blasts from the past and we time traveled in the 90s i felt i was there uh i can almost guarantee who i knew uh was in the passenger seat of mark maddox's vehicle <laughs> uh when he told that story uh everybody we'll see you guys this thursday to continue on our epicness uh mark maddox everybody thank you so much guys we love all y'all you don't gotta go home but you got to leave here.
<laughs> Woo, Mark. Nice to meet you, brother. Do not go anywhere. I want to talk to you after we hit the end broadcast, okay? Bill's Mafia. We'll see you Thursday.